Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Soleil Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. A Barron's top advisor and a member of the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY. And let's get this going. It is the Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY, Thursday, January 28th. We got so much to talk about this hour. We are glad you're here. Let me just tell you real quick. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Read the story. Click that Get Started button. But... Let's get going. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Danny. Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you. Yes, I'm not quite over it yet, but uh, that was a tough loss on, uh, on oh, Sunday. Had that to is bring for it up. Had to bring it up. You know, I saw Derek at about noon today. He goes, it's been a long day already. It's, do you concur? I do. Well, you know, let's look at where we are. You know, the Dow Jones did close up 300 points. And so if you're looking at it, you go, wow, we had a good day. But there's a lot of internal stuff that you have to look at. First of all, advances, advancers and decliners were about even. So it's hard to tell really what was happening. And really in the last hour, we lost about two or 300 points. And, you know, you can say there's a lot of reasons for that. But, you know, the technology that's going into this is part of it. And what I mean by that is these day traders that everyone is talking about has really stolen the story. Uh, they have certainly in the last several days. In fact, GameStop, the one that has gotten the most publicity, traded in a range from $112 a share to $483 a share today. Yeah, today. Now, yeah. And there are 18 trading halts. Any number of the brokerage firms instituted long band, which essentially means that you could not in- enter a position to buy a-, a select list of stocks, including GameStop, AMC, and so on. So you could only sell those stocks if you owned them. When I want to give a little background, if I can, Derek, and what the heck is going on, because there are a couple of stocks here that Senator Warren said is turning the entire stock market into a casino. Now, I obviously vehemently disagree with that perception. However, there are some stocks that is happening. What is happening, though, for those who are listening, is that there is a site uh, on Reddit, and there's a site that there's a bunch of traders that have gotten together and said, we want to buy some stocks that are shorted. Well, what does that mean? That means that there are people who want a stock to go down, not up. Generally, when you have a position, you want the stock to go up. Well, there are traders, hedge funds, and the like who wanted the price to go down. If you are on the other side of that and you start buying the stock, those people who wanted the stock to go down, they get squeezed and they have to go out and buy that stock, Derek, at any price. And that's kind of what's happening right now. No, that's true. And it also involves the option market, too. Another way to squeeze a short is to basically buy long-dated call options because that forces the market maker to hedge that, which means buying the stock. So you, you buy the call options, they have to hedge it. You, you, you institute a kind of a buying frenzy where you basically say, hey, this is a good stock to own. So-and-so hedge fund is, is short this up the gazoo. And, and basically, 
basically as it runs higher, the hedge fund starts to lose money. And then in order to, to, to basically meet margin calls and the and expanded margin limits, they then have to raise capital somehow. And sometimes that could be selling Apple because it's and, liquid. And, and let me just jump in. And that's right. And so if there's a portfolio and you have this, the brokerage firm can say, we're going to sell your Apple stock. We're going to sell your basic, you know, Wisconsin energy, whatever stable stocks you have to cover this. And that's what's making this frenzy happen right now. It does not have a connection to reality, to to buying companies that sell stuff, you know, whatever it is that the product that you sell, be it Oshkosh Truck, Wisconsin Energy, whatever it is. If you sell some stuff, you pay expenses, then you get a net income and you can put a multiple on it. That's the way the market works, and that's the way it's supposed to work. It's a situation right now that is going to flush itself out, probably with some SEC investigations. Dave, I've seen people who have never talked about the stock market talking about the stock market. I well, mean, I, I was on Twitter a little bit today, and I was just looking up Game GameStop, and there were people tweeting, how do I start buying stock? Mm -hmm. That's dangerous, isn't well, it? They're going to get in We want it. more people involved. There's no question but about it. But just jumping in on something like but, this. But, you know, there was a time back in the day that if you got your stock picks from your bartender or your cab driver, uh, you know, there was always a sign of, you know, maybe there's some froth in the well, market. So I better, some people should pay attention to exactly what's happening. Well, what's that famous story about somebody, a shoeshine boy was giving somebody tips, and this was right before the crash, right, the, the exactly. big crash in 30. If you just joined us, this is the Annex Wealth Management. Management show on WHBY. It's one hour that we spend with you on Thursday afternoons to kind of let you hear how we think, how we operate. You'll hear some different team segments, but we also talk about the news and we'll talk about reacting and then not reacting, I think is the important thing. Not overreacting really maybe should be the word. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Thanks, Danny. And I do want to kind of clean this up because there, it's really caught a lot of people's attention. If you've been working your whole life, if you've been putting your money into a 401k and saving to you know get to a retirement and pay off your mortgage and put your kids through college you know somebody in politics calling it the entire market the casino i think is a bit reckless however that's what's being said and i think people have to separate those two things well i think the other things that have happened too i mean she also referred to it as the gamification of trading and you know there are lots of high-speed computers around you can scan for high volatility stocks get on board if you feel like it and that's been accented by the fact that commissions are now down to zero and we all tend to overconsume something when it's free the other thing is the, the the social networks that exist today allows information to be passed amongst people in, in, a, in a great to great scale. There are there are a million people on that site looking at these buy ideas, and if they see the stock start to move up, they say, "Well, I'm going to get on board as well." And then, of course, we have the pandemic. Many people are sitting at home. More interesting, probably, to uh, trade the stock market than to watch, uh, you know, my, all my children if that show's still on the air. But this is not fantasy football, and that's kind of how they're treating it right well I, this is what i would say i'd say the people who are doing this are far more sophisticated i mean just to understand what a short squeeze is or a gamma squeeze i mean that's pretty sophisticated stuff so i wouldn't put these people in the same place that we saw back in 1999 that they were buying stocks that had zero earnings at all so i, I i'm giving a little bit of credit well, to well the other thing I, well. I i can i could 
feel real reasonably confident saying that any number of the people that are on that site are not small investors either. They're actually big investors. They're probably hedge funds, yeah. and they're probably trying to screw their competitors. And that's the, why this investigation is probably going to happen. Let's bring it back to reality. Uh, right now, we have a lot of really uh, interesting economic news. One is the GDP report that we saw, Danny, that came out that said it was it was not a positive year. And I know that's not shocking to anybody, but looking forward is the more important number. That's the number we want to look at. Right. But just to fill in the blank there, the, the economy did shrink by 3.5% in 2020. It grew at a 4% annualized rate in the fourth quarter, uh, down substantially from what it grew in the third quarter. And essentially, that's because we've seen a resurgence in the coronavirus, a delay in additional government aid, and some shutdowns in selected parts of the country. But going forward, estimates are for GDP to increase at anywhere from 5 to 6%. And I can't remember the last time we had, other than what we saw in the third quarter, a 6% GDP number for a year. Yeah, not, not got to go back 10, 15 years for certain before the 08, 09 crash. And so all of this information, I know we gave you a lot in the last uh, nine minutes, all the more reason that you need to know what's in your portfolio. There's probably going to be substantial conversations about change in tax policy, about change in estate tax laws. This is the time to make sure that the stuff is in order. That means, do you know what's in your portfolio, why it's there, how much you're paying for it? Is your will up to date? If it's not, what you know? how do you take advantage of that? Danny, we do this on a daily basis. You know, I'll add to that, Dave, even insurance. In fact, we're going to hear from Eric Strom next. When we look at our clients portfolios. We look at every single aspect, including insurance, so stick around for that. Annex Wealth Management is a Barron's Top Advisor, a four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300. We're on the list for the Top 100 Wealth Managers at riachannel.com. We like it close to home. We're a proud partner of the University of Wisconsin. The most important thing, we're a fee-only fiduciary we're Midwest. We have those kinds of values, not getting fancy, not trying to impress anybody. We just want to deliver, deliver for our, our for our clients consistently. And again, it all starts by hitting up our website, AnnexWealth.com. Read the story, then click that Get Started button. That starts the conversation, and we will set you up on the path for 2021 because things have changed. You need to consider that and consider that carefully. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, WHBY. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management where our client's entire financial picture is important. And that means investments, tax planning, estate planning, etc., etc. And that etc. includes insurance. Joining me is Eric Strom, CFP and Senior Financial Planner at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Danny. So as a fee-only fiduciary, we don't sell insurance products, but we see them all the time, either as a portfolio review tucked within or our current. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Clients have insurance. Any idea how many or what types of insurance policies that we review? 
Yes, Danny. So we have quite an active insurance review team here at Annex, actually. So it's to the point where it's beyond just what one person could handle. We are reviewing hundreds and hundreds of contracts every single year. And these are long-term care insurance contracts, annuities, life insurance, or sometimes hybrid policies that combine those together. And so we are seeing a lot coming across our desks. Have there been cases where you've said, where somebody has said, wow, I've never seen one of these before? Yeah, Danny. So there are hundreds and hundreds of companies that offer these types of products. So we see everything under the sun that you can imagine. Got to ask this, can we help Annex clients figure out how much life insurance they need? And of course, you know, if you ever watch TV, you see all sorts of advertisements for that. But I think the question is really, how much do I need? I mean, it depends on how old you are, what your life situation is. You hit it right on the head there. It completely depends on your situation. So at Annex, we approach everything within the context of a full comprehensive financial plan, meaning we take all of your assets and your income sources, your expenses, your debts, and put it all into a plan in software. And then once we've done that, we can run different scenarios. So what happens if something tragic happens? You know, there's a disability or a death or a divorce. What does that look like within the financial plan? And then when it comes to life insurance, we can run scenarios and say, well, yeah, if the spouse passed away, how much life insurance is needed to make the financial plan still successful. So we really try to approach this. We don't just pull numbers out of the air. We try to really give our clients a detailed consideration of how much life insurance they need to protect themselves. Is there a ballpark of when you don't need life insurance anymore? Yeah. So typically, the closer you get to retirement, when you get to your 50s, your 60s and beyond, some folks fade out of needing life insurance and sometimes need long-term care insurance more. So uh, we're oftentimes actually taking life insurance policies that were very appropriate in people's 30s and 40s and 50s and sometimes suggesting that they maybe reorient towards more like a long-term care insurance type of strategy as they get older. We're with Eric Strom, Senior Financial Planner and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management, reviewing how our planning team helps with insurance reviews. And you just mentioned long-term care insurance. And that can be a mystery for many. So we help with that. Yeah. And again, we don't sell any insurance at Annex, but within our that financial plan that I referenced before, we can start running scenarios. What if something happened and you needed long-term care, you know, help with those activities of daily living for say three years in your 80s? What would that look like? How much is that going to cost you? And first of all, could you afford it? And even if you can afford it, would you rather insure that risk away rather than using your own dollars to pay for it. So what we do is we create these scenarios within our clients' financial plans and show them what would happen with a typical long-term care health event. And then in some cases, we'll bring in a trusted insurance partner to look at products to address that risk if we identify one. Are there cases where somebody inherits insurance? Maybe that would be like an annuity? This happens so frequently. So very often, People who don't even know what an annuity is, maybe their aging parents own them and maybe the parents pass away and suddenly people are inheriting annuities and they're thinking, what even is this? <laughs> and so um, I have countless times really sat across from clients and helped them understand what it is they're inheriting. And by the way, Danny, when you inherit an annuity, you also inherit a tax bill. So how do you handle that tax bill? You want to handle it responsibly and there's a lot of options for that. 
you kind of touched on it, but as fee-only fiduciaries, we don't sell insurance products at Annex Wealth Management, but we care for our clients, and when they've got questions, we can guide them. We have resources. Yes. Again, we do not sell the insurance. We help our clients identify when there is a true financial planning need for insurance, and then we bring in who we believe is an appropriate partner for that person, and we have a whole network of partners that we've worked with for a long time that we trust and get that insurance placed when it's needed. Eric Strom is Senior Financial Planner and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Another resource for our clients. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Danny. It's investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning all under one roof. AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY website, AnnexWealth.com. One team, investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, one plan, complete plan. Every single aspect of the Annex team. Just heard from Eric. People like that, tasks like that, service for you like that. In one fee, fee-only fiduciary, zero commissions. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is here and Dave Spano. Thank you, my friend. Uh, there, you know, we got discombobulated early in the show talking about all of this uh, craziness that's been happening with GameStop and the like. But more importantly, and as long-term investors, this is earnings season. And this is the time that the public companies have to report how they've done. And so much of it is coming out right now. Yeah, and and frankly, most of the most of the news has been very good. We saw a fantastic quarter from Microsoft a couple of days ago. Uh, last night, Facebook had a so-so quarter. Apple had a fantastic quarter, their best quarter ever. And Tesla actually missed expectations a little bit, but that was due to supply chain issues. But generally speaking, what I've noticed is companies that are beating estimates, and they have been at the rate of about 85%, are actually not rising subsequent to the report unless the guidance was absolutely stellar like it was with Netflix last week. And, and that's a little bit concerning. It just suggests that this stock market has had a big advance of 12% since the election and there's some profit taking that ensues and so you don't want to overreact to the response of the stock to a quarter because again that's short-term traders taking advantage of you know perhaps a big run-up in the shares into the number but generally speaking corporate america is in good shape and has record amounts of cash on the balance sheet so there's a lot of talk that some of these stocks apple facebook and the like that are reporting and reporting good earnings that they may be fully valued and that's the conversation we're hearing from wall street analysts and if that's the case when earnings season does pass is there some type of pullback now if there's a pullback uh, some type of correction these are normal and they are generally temporary so if there's a pullback that does give you an opportunity yeah and, and you know sometimes pullbacks are more rotational than they are directional and please explain that well what i mean by that is you know so everybody owned the, the tech stocks last year uh, best performing sector weathered the pandemic well whereas many other sectors languished as their prospects were not good during the pandemic but going forward you could see money rotate away from the big cap techs which are a big market cap weighting in the S&P 500 towards other areas like energy or financials uh, where the valuations are more attractive uh, and where the opportunities perhaps going forward are a little bit better in terms of accelerating earnings growth which is what investors look for right and so it's got you know I often call it a washing machine cycle you know they're moving from one side to the other and that's right energy and financials basic materials industrials all part of that conversation including small cap stocks and including international stocks 
And as you go through your portfolio, you say, how should I allocate my capital? Should I put more money in bonds? Should I take some off the table? Well, that is all part of your long-term financial plan. So know what you own and why you own it. The other thing I do want to talk about right now is the stimulus conversation that is coming in front of us. And it's an enormous number, Derek. They're talking about $1.9 trillion. Yeah, they're actually talking about two separate stimulus bills. The question is, how will how will the Biden administration proceed? Uh, but $1.9 trillion is the initial offer. My guess is that number will come in a little skinnier than that. Uh, but still, fiscal stimulus is on the way. Extension of unemployment benefits and the rest that we already know. That was a $900 billion package almost a month ago. So fiscal stimulus continues to be supportive, as does a Fed that wants interest rates to remain low for longer. So Janet Yellen has been in her position just a couple of days. So we heard anything from her? Well, she said go big or go home, essentially, meaning, I mean, uh, meaning the fiscal stimulus. Okay. She's a labor economist. Her primary consideration is wage growth. You know, we hear lots of now talk about a $15 minimum wage. Uh, she also would like to see consumer spending turn up because that obviously would help fuel the recovery in some of those sectors of the economy that have languished. By that, I mean hospitality, restaurants, bars, and the rest. Uh, so the, the expectation on our part is that they're going to let the economy run hot uh, to grow our way out of the deficits that were created by the pandemic. Annex Wealth Management is ready for you in 2021. Think about a year ago. Think about how much things have changed. You want to put a pro on your side? We would love to be that choice. We're located at 2801 East Enterprise Avenue in Appleton. It's easy to find if you want to meet with us in person right off of Ballard. Otherwise, it is no problem to do it via video. But the first step is to head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. Read the story. Read our Know the Difference checklist. But most important, click that Get Started button. We will begin and we'll... We'll start the conversation, and we'll get you going and lined up for 2021. It's that important. We'll be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY. Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisor say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY. All right, let's get right to it. We are back, and it's time for Ask Annex. As always, got a question for us. We're wide open at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. First one from Justin. How worried are you about the retail frenzy we are seeing? Platform called Robinhood. And so okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How many people are trading on it now? And that's that's what they, when they talk about retail investing, that's what they mean. Oh, I think in stores. Okay. No, yeah. Re- there's right. re- retail trade. And really, there's so many people that are on it. I mean, 10 million accounts. And a lot of people turn to it when there wasn't any sports. And this was kind of the way they were betting. But now they're just trading things like SPACs and everything else. So I guess there's something to watch there. Someone described it this way to me. He said it was free commissions plus free money plus free time leads to crazy markets. And that's pretty much what we've seen. The thing about it, we keep coming back to stimulus and monetary accommodation, but as long as that's occurring at the at the magnitude of which it is, a recession is almost impossible to forecast. Oh, it's, I hope you didn't just say that. Well, but, okay. But, but in order, it's impossible to forecast. It, doesn't mean it's impossible to have. It's impossible to have down the road, but I don't think you'll see that until you get some sense that the Fed is stepping away right. and or inflation but really starts to But that's the policy mistake that you've been talking about, right? The policy mistake is if the Fed steps away, if they change course, I, it's hard for me to see that happening with Janet Yellen and stop yelling at me. Well, I, I think you'll see it in the Treasury market. You'll see it you know, in the tips market. You'll see whether inflationary expectations are building or not. The Fed will obviously see that as well. But they've even talked about yield curve control, potentially actually purchasing long-ended securities right. to keep rates lower. So, as and, and, t- and let me just explain that. So what, what he's talking about is usually the Fed can control the short end of the curve. What does that mean? three months, six months, one year. That's usually where they are. And they usually the market controls the longer end, 10 years and 30 years. They're talking about going out on the yield curve. That's what you mean. Yeah, and, and oftentimes they don't even have to do what they say. All they have to do is threaten to do it, job and that owning. causes rates to go down. Yeah, it's called jawboning. You caution the young bucks out there to oh, be careful with Robin Hood. Yeah, kind of, so, I mean, oh this gosh. is not fantasy football, No, right? we I mean, know 99-2000 ended in tears, literally in divorces, and lots of drinking. So, you know, there's no question that you better be careful of what you're doing there because you don't want to lose it unless of course it was just manna from heaven right it was free money and you got a ppp check and you started to invest it i don't know but you got to be careful you should you should watch this closely sask annex next one from edward is simple question what are the main risks where do you want to start? You know, there's so many risks that go in. And the one that you talk about often is policy mistakes. And it could be monetary, it could be fiscal, it could be political. It could be that. And I th- also think it could be the market itself, that it just gets to an unsustainably high level, that people get too extended. You see that through all the call options that are being purchased, margin debt expanding. All of these are signs of speculative excess. But as long as the underlying fundamentals remain okay and you stick true to your valuation disciplines, which is sometimes hard to do when you see stocks going up 15% every day. And what you mean by that is, you know, take a look at valuations. If you're trying to do this at home, make sure you know what you own. And what we, what we mean when we say that is how much did they earn? Whatever it is, whatever the widget is that they sell, did they sell more stuff than they did last quarter? And what's the net income? Did they make more money? Because that net income, then you put a multiple on it, and then you have a valuation of the stock. And that's what your team does every single day, Derek. That's right. Ask Annex. This one's via text. Downsides to Yellen as Treasury Secretary. Again, did you like my joke? I stuck it in there. Stop yelling at me. But uh, there's so much that you can look at. And Janet Yellen, as we all know, and we've talked about on this show, has been around for a long time. She seemed to be a moderate pick. And the fact that could she make a mistake, she said a lot this week. Yeah, and essentially she believes in a high-pressure economy. Her biggest focus is going to be on Main Street, not Wall Street. Kind of the opposite from what we saw in the prior administration. She's thinking about higher minimum wages. She's thinking 
about wage inflation. She's thinking about consumer spending and the like, all of which should lead to a stronger economy going forward. But again, the bond market is watching. There's no question the bond market is watching, and we are watching it. As you know, Danny, on a daily basis, we get people coming into our branches, and what they ask us to do is, you here, this is what I have, and does it jive? You know, will a, t- a change in tax law, what will that do to my portfolio? And I see that they're talking about a change in estate tax law as well. Is my will, is my estate plan up to date? And if you haven't done it, we can help you get it done and put that in with a portfolio examination. And folks, think about a year ago. COVID was just starting to arrive. How different are things right now? Your plan should adjust. Annex Wealth Management can be your partner as a fee-only fiduciary, investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. The website is AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button and we will get going next week. Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY with Matthew Cranky, a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management in Appleton. Hey, Matthew. Good afternoon, Danny. Investing carries risks, but with the right mindset and professional guidance, maybe you can avoid some costly mistakes. We're going to talk about some high-risk investments and share reasons to proceed with caution. Matthew, let's talk about them. And the first is penny stocks. And penny stocks are still around, huh? Absolutely, they are. Yeah, so penny stocks typically defined by stocks that trade less than $5 a share, and a lot of them maybe even less than a dollar a share, right? Uh, these companies, uh, they issue penny stocks are generally very small businesses, and the stocks aren't even listed necessarily on stock exchanges. They're traded over the counter. Um, they can be risky for a variety of reasons, Danny. First, their prices fluctuate wildly, and we're actually seeing some of that today in the market for other various reasons. But these small businesses tend to be real volatile versus large corporations, so it's common for these stock prices to swing just all over the place. In addition, it can be really difficult to research these penny stocks, to understand actually what you're buying. You know, small businesses might not have very lengthy histories. So it can be really challenging to predict uh, whether a stock will perform well based on the information available. Basically, Danny, you're guessing. Right, Matthew, um, Matthew, are there yeah. are there cases where a penny stock has grown into a legit company? Oh, sure. I mean, you, you can certainly find them. You can also find thousands upon thousands of them that are no longer around. So, again, penny stocks, these are suited for investors, Danny, really with a real high risk tolerance, uh, and, and uh, they're uncomfortable with uncertainty. As opposed to investing in penny stocks, Danny, maybe a small alternative, uh, you can actually buy fractional shares of, of companies that have been around for a long time now. So you can get into these companies at a lower price, own a piece of a company with a long track record, and you understand what you're buying because you, there's data out there in the company to understand their financial situation. Another thing to be careful of is risky companies with high dividend yields. Why is that? Yeah, well, you know, one of the reasons to hold stocks, obviously, is to get a dividend. We all love those those uh, quarterly dividend checks. But here's the thing. If a dividend-paying stock is paying out too much of a dividend, it can be risky in the long run. Just think of a company that can boast a high dividend yield, but the company itself isn't growing necessarily. Dividends, by definition, really is a, is a return of, of profits, right, to, to the stockholder of the company. But if they're paying out too much dividend, or if the dividend's steadily decreasing year after year, it's a signal that the company can actually be struggling financially. If you're finding yourself chasing those dividends, you can actually inadvertently invest, be investing in a risky company. And no matter how much you love receiving those quarterly checks, right, it's just not worth putting your savings in danger. 
In fact, if you're looking to invest in healthy companies with strong dividend yields, there's actually a group out there called the Dividend Aristocrats. There's a companies that have been consistently increasing their dividends for the least 25 years. And without naming names, think of a lot of well-known established companies, a lot of household names that you have around your, your house right now. Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY. We're talking with Matthew Cranky, a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management Appleton, about three risky investments, how to proceed with caution. The other is IPOs. That's initial public offerings. How come? Well, so when when private companies come to market and become public, they issue finally stock to the general public and called the initial public offering. So these can be really risky. First and foremost, there's no track record on these IPOs. Uh, to to say what they're actually going to end up being valued like. There's research that they come to market that says, okay, we're going to initially value the the stock at X dollars, but then it goes from there, you know. Um, Good example, uh, Danny, case in point. Uh, When Lyft went public in early 2019, it really had a substantial amount of hype. There are stories about people making millions of dollars in a day. The, the, The... Founders of the company are suddenly uh, multimillionaires, that sort of thing. But immediately after its IPO, the stock price began to actually plummet and end up falling by about 43% by the end of the year. So rather than jumping on new stocks as soon as they hit the market, maybe aim for companies that have traded on the public markets for at least a year, you know, get it some kind of track record, right? Well, these companies can still be risky. You still have a better idea how their stock will perform in the long run. It also gives you more time to investigate a company's financials and decide whether it's a solid long-term investment. Again, you're looking for that data there. We believe that uh, investing takes a wise approach. You don't have to mm-hmm. do it alone. The Annex Wealth Management Investment Committee, they've got decades of experience and an impressive collection of financial minds. They all work for our clients. Annex Wealth Management with investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. That's an elite, full-service wealth management experience. We are a fee-only fiduciary. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Matthew Cranky, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management Appleton. Sure appreciate you jumping on today. Always a pleasure. Have a great day, Danny. Stick around. We're going to be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. This is WHBY. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary. And we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY. No, the difference with Annex Wealth Management, well, it's early 2021, and though we'd like to shake off last year completely, there's still plenty of reminders of what we all went through, and one of those will be preparing and filing income tax, and like everything, the pandemic changed the ball game. Joining me is Joe Maller, CPA at Annex Tax Services. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Uh, better than you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I'm kidding, but is this the calm before your storm? I mean, I really feel for tax professionals. This is that hard run up to April 15th. That has got to be a grind. I'm I'm surprised we found time to get you on the show. Well, anytime you ask, I, you know I'm available for you. So I appreciate that. First off, is April 15th the date? I mean, it changed last year. Yeah, so far. Okay. So far, that's the date. <laughs> that, that's the key phrase, so far. We would like to also call this segment, Help a Brother Out. Let's run through some of the stuff that everybody should do to make life a little easier for your tax professional. And I'll tell you this, as a client of Annex Tax Services, I can tell you I've already received my tax prep booklet. 
Yes, we send that out uh, right after the first of the year. That organizer, that tax organizer, is a way of sparking your memory. Let's face it, like you said, the last 12 months, we all would like to forget about it. But unfortunately, in my world, I have to revisit it to gather your tax information to be able to prepare your return. And you can only do a return as well as, or any tax preparer, as well as the information that you get. Exactly. In that organizer, what we have in there are a number of questions. And we're trying to spark your memory, trying to create a dialogue, which I think is important between the client and the tax preparer to understand your situation. And I think people need to understand that they need to lean on their professionals because they're there to help them. Hey, let's talk about deductions. And we should bring up home office deductions because I'm going to guess one of the huge questions this year is, what can I deduct from my home office if I work from home? And we've done some segments on this in the past. Here's the bad news. Doesn't look like most work from home setups are qualifying for that home office deduction. Exactly. Again, it, it gets back to having that dialogue, telling your professional, your your CPA, what did you do and how did you perform throughout the year? I mean, there's the simplified method of taking a home office deduction, and then there's also the detailed approach. But again, each situation is unique, and that's where you need to lean on your professional to help them guide you through this. But if you've been working from home, to call it a home office, I think it almost, it needs to be a purely dedicated space. Is that correct? can't be the kitchen table. Exactly. It's, it's one of those that there's cases out there where an, an examiner was actually at a person's house, and as they're sitting on the couch in the office, in the home, quote-unquote, home office, <laughs> the uh, kids come running in, they flip open the uh, panel on the uh, TV and they turn it on and the agent looked at him and said, do they do this all the time? And the guy said yes. And essentially that person lost that deduction for the home office. Can they then call it a daycare? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, right. that, that may, that's, that, again, that's having those discussions with your professionals will help you guide you through and navigate those pitfalls. So folks, if that was your situation, if you were working from home, you need to talk to your person and you need to talk to them soon. Let's talk about itemized standard deductions. What are the general things? What are they need to think about? Well, one of the things that we've been telling our clients, and I think it's important to remember that these, you know, the standard deduction as it stands right now is going to sunset in 2025. Again, not knowing with the new administration and what they're going to do exactly, we've been telling people to continue to track their itemized deductions because it's important to stay in that routine because in 2025, it's going to revert back to the way it was. From that, people are surprised because they they don't, by not tracking it, they don't know if they exceed or they're eligible for the itemized deduction compared to the standard. So when they do track it, they come back and they go, wow, I didn't know that I had that much in donations and that it helped me get a bigger deduction. So, you know, we still have the medical deductions. We still have the uh, state and local tax real estate tax, which is capped at 10000 We have your mortgage interest, which is still deductible. And we have your cash and non-cash donations that are still, again, considered itemized deductions. Joe Maller is a CPA at Annex Tax Services, talking about getting your return in order for 2020. So like most government agencies, the IRS has been slammed by workload, and but furloughs as well, right, during the worst of the pandemic and the lockdowns. What's their status? Have you heard at all? Well, talking with various agents, it's interesting. Certain departments are functioning and are getting caught up. Other areas, because of the furloughs, because of the COVID, they're not fully staffed, and so they are behind. What I can tell you is that they're doing the first-in, first-out method, so whatever was sent in, they're working through those items, but it's going to take a while. I mean, there's we're seeing six months, maybe even nine months delay in things being processed.
One of the important things to keep in mind is by e-filing your return, it's more automated. It gets done quicker compared to a paper return. Also, that kind of lends itself to also your uh, refund if you're getting a refund. So you want to try to e-file the return if you're getting a refund. What's a reasonable expectation waiting on that refund? Well, you know, again, we're in interesting times. If you're filing electronically, it's it's usually about four weeks. This time of year, it's tough to gauge because we're not in the heat of it just yet. But typically, we've told people, you know, four weeks. If it's a paper check, it's going to be much longer. Yeah. So as we declutter houses, most of us are running across financial paperwork we think we need to store. How long do we need to hang on to our tax documents? The uh, tax return itself is a permanent document, so you want to hang on to that forever. But the supporting documents, like your brokerage statements, your interest, dividends, capital gain statements, things of that nature, your your mortgage interest, you want to hang on to those for seven years. And then after that, you can start purging. Keep them electronic, that's fine. Electronic yeah. is fine. Uh, you know, we have people that have paper that go back 20 plus years and their file cabinets are getting full, but uh, they're kind of itching to throw those out. But, you know, hang on to your tax return itself. Joe Maller, CPA at Annex Tax Service, is a vital part of the tax planning and preparation team for clients of Annex Wealth Management. Stay strong, buddy. Thanks, well, for, your, I, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Annex Wealth Management Show, WHBY, 2801 East Enterprise Avenue in Appleton, local number 903-9800. Most important thing, our website, AnnexWealth.com. Now joined in studio by Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA. Anything else? You no, add no, anything no, we're else? good. Uh, interesting o- overall story. superstar. <laughs> overall superstar. Interesting story from you. I love these. I, I did have a good story. So a lot of times clients will come in and they know that they're going to get the comprehensive wealth review. Um, I had a client come in today and she said, you know, Deanne, I've been referring my really good friends to Annex. And they came back with these questions. And one of the questions she said I heard was, well, how do I justify to myself paying a fee for services? And it's so much more than investment management, as we know. The reason the client had come in was because two years ago she had retired and we'd identified she was going on Medicare and she was coming from a fairly high good income. Well, Medicare has a two-year look back when they look to see what you're going to get charged. And because they did a two-year look back to her high income, it threw her into an income adjustment up, and her parts B and D were having like a super surcharge on top of what she would normally pay. This was obviously not the case because she had retired. What she didn't know, and what we know here at Annex and planners know, is that there's a form that you can file. It's free, it's quick, and you get out of that extra charge. Indiana, you know, I, we hear that a lot. And the reason why is because, and we are advocates of this, is that index investing and low-cost investing is a way to go. And people have bifurcated that conversation and say, I don't need advice. Well, we are a wealth management firm that brings in tax planners, estate planners, CPAs, CFPs, and they give you a path. That is the difference. It's not just about how you invest. It's how it works together with the full wealth management plan. So true. So our head of marketing said today, we don't sell product. We sell what's between our ears. And it's that power of the team because people often don't know what they don't know and what they don't know can cause them big money. And often, Danny, you know, those people are saving lives and whatever they're doing. And and that's what they do all day long. And that's what we do all day long. That's right. Um, You know, Dave, I didn't pay a fee for years. Where I'm getting is, I did it myself, and I, I know, didn't know what I, I was know. doing. I did what Vanguard told me to do, and I rebalanced once a year, and I just I was in funds that I maybe read about in Kiplingers or something like that. And I just think, 
how things would be different if I would have put a pro on my side a whole lot earlier. And when you did, you know, we saw all of the estate planning that we did with your family, saved a ton of money in taxes and really put you on a path to security. And that was really what's most important. We can do it for you. Our website is AnnexWealth.com. We talk about one team. That's investment and retirement planning and tax planning and estate planning. All of it. One plan, complete plan. That includes every aspect of the team Dave just talked about. One fee, yep, fee-only fiduciary. Zero commissions. That is total fee transparency. The website, AnnexWealth.com. I know we can help in 2021. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a week. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, WHBY. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.